0: Welcome to the Pulse That Moves the Triangle World today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Insprecker.
1: Hi, friends. Until the whole COVID-19 fiasco, 2020 election campaigns were hot and heavy. There was a plethora of candidates in the Democratic presidential race. And even when the pool dwindled down to Sanders and Biden, the campaign trail was still smoking for a while. Although the Democratic Party moved their convention from July to August in response to social distancing, It won't be long before campaigning gets back in full swing. Just learned that Sanders dropped out of the race, so it looks like it's going to be a Biden-Trump campaign for all times. (laughs) Given that, and how this upcoming election will be one of the most pivotal of our time, I thought you might enjoy a broadcast on what goes on behind the scenes of a presidential campaign. We all know the polished look of campaigning from our television screens, But what happens on the back porch? Today, to give us an idea, we have with us Leah Garrett, who has been an organizer and regional field director for the Democratic Party on two major presidential campaigns for both Amy Klobuchar and Hillary Clinton. Please note, Triangle 411 does not endorse any candidates or political party. Welcome, Leah.
0: Hi. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so glad you could be with us today to talk about some of the responsibilities of a regional field director on a campaign.
0: Yes. Um, it is a lot of organizing people and staff and volunteers across regions of states, or it can even be statewide. It just depends on the size of the campaign itself. They can also be more be, be smaller for like mayor races and city councils. It just depends on the size of the race um, and the size you scale it at. So,
1: well, that's a good subject. How does campaigning for a presidential election differ than, say, a campaign for a Senate race?
0: Well, it's so. When I was doing the presidential, we were doing primary, so it was still like it was a nationwide campaign, but it was still very much in New Hampshire, which a Senate race, a U.S. Senate race would also be a statewide race. So they're relatively the same. It just depends on funding and stuff and how how many voters you have to talk to and things like that um, will determine the size of the staff.
1: So it's really about scale it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me some of your most challenging aspects of of working on a campaign. Maybe maybe some specific examples like any fires you had to put out or anything funny happen or monumental happen.
0: Um I mean, there's always little tiny fires you're putting out constantly and, um, most of the time, like, you're prepping for GOTV, which is get out the vote. So it's usually the last week of a campaign because you've been building for that week and then election day to make sure everything runs appropriately. So you can have all sorts of things happen on, in that, that week. Like, um, I think one year I ended up in the yard ER had to manage it from the hospital and like um i've I've heard of people having like offices like literally catch on fire like there could be like so many obstacles um during that week, and you have to deal with voter suppression and your running lines to make sure people are able to vote um that was a very challenging thing for Hillary Clinton's race in 2016 when I was in Florida. There was a lot of voter suppression or what it seemed to be. So we were on the phones with the the hotline all the time to make sure people were not being harassed while they were voting. Um, so it could be in any number of things that you're dealing with, you know, throughout the campaign and then the last week to make sure everything's running smoothly. Really.
1: So you mentioned Hillary's campaign. How different was it for Hillary's compared to Amy's campaign? I mean,
0: they all run fairly similarly to the same, so I don't know that... You know, there was, I mean, the political side is, is, is different, because we weren't running against Trump, we were running against 20 other candidate, Democratic candidates, so like, that is like mostly the difference, not the way the campaign itself was run.
1: Do you see either of them in a VP role in the future, maybe?
0: I can I have no idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's talk.
0: <laughs> well, there's lots of talk everywhere, but I honestly have no idea what anyone is thinking.
1: Yeah. Um so you had direct contact with the candidates during the campaign then?
0: Uh, Yes. Senator Klobuchar was definitely around a lot in the primary. She came to New Hampshire a, a, a lot of times. I've seen her lots of times. For Hillary Clinton's campaign, I was on her campaign after the nomination, so I did not have very much interaction with Hillary at all. I did see her in New Hampshire in a primary, here in the primaries, and that was actually the only time I met Hillary.
1: I imagine that's pretty inspiring to uh, support or work with women of that nature.
0: Yes. It is very exciting and thrilling and to see people's reactions and people get energized and volunteers get energized. People really want to get involved and help make the country better, and that's really fun to see and fun to help along in that process.
1: Well, making mention of volunteers, um, I'm sure the key to any volunteering on a campaign would first be believing in the candidate. What kind of volunteer Mm -hmm. opportunities are there on a campaign?
0: So, volunteer opportunities, they can consist of knocking on doors, making phone calls, hosting house parties, organizing their friends. There is now a relational organizing app that you can do so that you can do it just directly from your phone and not have to go anywhere there are plenty of opportunities and uh, you have to run staging locations during GOTV so people will be trained to hand out packs and how to you know train people to knock doors and how to train people to talk on the phone and there's a lot of opportunities in
1: campaigns. So if someone was interested how would they go about volunteering for a campaign? Like, where do they go, or how do they do it?
0: I mean, mostly it's going to be you would just go online and sign up, and then I would start asking around as well, um, especially with like the local parties. They'll know how to get in contact, um, besides just going sign up online. So, mm-hmm.
1: so what's the most rewarding part of Working on a campaign for a candidate. Oh, I think
0: it's like the interactions that you have with volunteers and voters, and educating people on different policies and how their vote matters. And it's just it's and it feels good. And um, I don't know. It just it re- like in these difficult times, it just gives a way for people to challenge. Like channel their energy as well, so that's not I think have the opportunities for people to do um because it is a very challenging time right now um, you know, I know campaigns right now are doing mostly phone calling and stuff because of social distancing, um but it's very important um and then people are able to actually do some. so
1: yeah. Well, you know, to me and many consider, regardless of the candidate, that working on an election campaign is somewhat of a service to our country. And mm-hmm. I know you have continued your service in a fashion via Olive Loom, which is creating face masks during the COVID 19 period. Tell us about that. Yes.
0: So I own a small company where we work with seamstress
1: sewers at our
0: home and train them on how to make things, and then we drop the patterns off, already pre-cut, and they sew them, and then we drop them off, and we pick them up. At, uh, this is the drop-off delivery system on their doorsteps because of the social distancing. Um, I can tell you that there's a heavy need for face masks right now. Um, I'm They're working as fast as we can i'm working about 12 hours a day to get as many masks out there as i can it's uh, it's grown a bit so like i brought on 10 people this week or i have six people around for more i'm gonna bring on four more today um we've also enlisted another company uh for to help in this process too because it's a lot of work um you know there's a Big demand for them, especially like in the poultry industry and they need fast face masks for all those poultry workers and they can't get masks, no one can get masks overseas currently. So we're kind of stepping up and trying to fill that void as a public service as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on and the people so have to be very bold because it is a wartime like effort and it's just a lot. And anyways, I've taken a lot of organizing skills from campaigns and applied it to this mass face, uh, face mask production so that I can organize people from their homes and figure out an account system and call them. And, you know, um, it's, I've used a lot of things.
1: So a lot of your regional field director skills are coming in handy organizing the face mask effort, it sounds like. Didn't you tell me something like you're doing one thousand masks a week? At least I think
0: by Monday we'll have made three thousand masks, and it'll be we will have done it for fourteen days.
1: There you go. So, Is there, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Is there like a website or something you want yes, to give folks? You
0: can go to oliveloon.com um, and order masks, and know that. When you're ordering them, you're also supporting about 15 families right now through this crisis because um, you know we are paying produce and uh, getting the masks out. So it is protecting people and supporting people.
1: In fact, Olive Loom, you you touch on that. Let's just finish that. Yet um, uh, there's something about women who who work for Olive Loom that may have. I don't know challenges getting employed elsewise, or yeah,
0: so sometimes these we originally were we've been working with women, and a lot of women can't have eight to five jobs because they're caregivers or they're taking care of children or they have some other elements, and so this is a way to help provide um financial support to families that need it. Um, especially in like rural communities, where, and there's not a lot of work as well, so it is helping fill a financial void for some people as well. And we kind of actually started this during the first the recession in '08 is where it began. So, you know, it's I mean the business model is kind of already set up for something like this. So we're able to um, pull our resources apply organizing skills, and get a bunch of masks out for people.
1: Leah, you make a difference in the world. You're having an impact. And I thank you so much for being with us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: At this time in our broadcast, we always talk about nonprofits or volunteering for different causes. Of course, COVID-19's restrictions have put a different face on all things, including volunteering. So alternative how and when methods are certainly in the mix. But whatever it looks like going forward, volunteering on a campaign, presidential, mayoral, or congressional, it's certainly a way to volunteer in a unique way. Volunteering that knows no political party and really helps is Getting folks registered to vote, no matter who your candidate is, get out the vote. Register people to vote. That's a great way to volunteer. You can also help by volunteering as a poll worker, helping setting up polling places and monitoring the polls. Here's a stat for you. According to the Voting and Registration Supplement of the U.S. Census Bureau's Current Population Survey, Approximately 61%, 61% of the population reported voting on election day in 2016. Come on, folks, you know this election may prove to cast even higher numbers. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. Thanks for joining us via Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, etc., or at our website, triangle four one one dot buzzsprout dot com. This is Mary Sprucker for Triangle four one one. Today, dot dot, when the time comes, make your vote count.